back to another episode of Car Sales 101. We're on episode 16, so you have 15 more episodes to listen before this. And I think I created intro one to kind of tell you what happened in the first five episodes, uh, why they kind of didn't sound right and stuff like that. So just make sure you listen to that intro podcast. Also, you'll know where to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So let's do a little bit of cleanup before we get started. Um, y'all know where to find me on Facebook, Tony. Uh, uh, story, S-T-O-R-I-E, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm at TNT Dad 2728 And on LinkedIn, I'm Tony, in parentheses, Anthony, and then Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. So also, anybody that's new to listen to this podcast, um, I appreciate you. Leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to me on. Also, make sure that um, you share this with somebody that you know that's going to need this information. Okay, guys, so let me just give you all a quick rundown of what happened yesterday. I actually recorded this whole entire podcast, okay? Whole entire podcast. I tried to do the three top reasons or the five top reasons, and just it didn't work for me. So, guys, we're just always going to wing it whenever I do these podcasts, but I'm always going to have an idea in mind and what I've learned from it and what I can give to you um, from what I learned from it. I'm not always going to be the say all that bees all because I still have stuff to learn out there. Uh, The car business is obviously changing. Um, day to day. So with that being said, um, the one thing I do know is that I can always learn from somebody else too. So um, don't don't think that I'm the end all be all source. I want y'all to make sure if I have something, some good information, I'm going to share it with y'all. So let's dive into this podcast. All right, guys. So this podcast, what it's about is going to be the, the reason why you follow up. Okay. So whether you've been in the car business for two weeks, one week, two months, five, five years, 10 years, 20 years. One of the keys to selling cars that, you know, you need to get those one or two units is always going to be follow-up. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to kind of give you of how it all, how you get to it. Okay. So let's sit there and let's just imagine if y'all want to close your eyes for a minute, not while you're driving. All right, guys, make sure you keep your eyes on the road if you're listening to this, but just imagine if you can daydream this, is you've done everything right in the whole entire process of selling the car. You did the best meet and greet. You collected all the information. You landed them on the right vehicle. You did the walk around that would that would win the walk around competition for the nation. You came back. You negotiated the terms of the sale. You got them what they wanted for their trade. They got them to their payment. You got everything that you possibly could do, but you didn't sell them a car. Now, don't ever take offense to this because... In sales, there's reasons why people don't buy cars. They don't want to make a bad decision. Not even cars, just anything in general, whether it be furniture or whatnot. People do not want to make a bad decision that they regret, okay? Now, the reason why they walk through that whole entire process with you is because they also have a hard time saying no, okay? So what tends to happen, you'll walk through that whole entire process, you'll get all the buying signs of yes, 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 because naturally people don't like telling other people no. Now don't get me wrong, there's those ass- assholes out there that are just assholes and you can't do nothing about it, but that you know, you've know you done everything right and they people just naturally can't say no, okay? So you've walked them all the way down and all of a sudden they go, well, we need to go home and think about that. You're not gonna close everybody every time, okay? And that's why you have follow-up. That's why you have customers that are our two months out, one week out, six months out. You never know what the buying process or the uh, stage of what they are in purchasing 
uh, if you don't ask, first of all, but you don't know sometimes till you get to the very end, hey, we're about a month out from purchasing or whatnot, okay? So what happens at this point in time, you usually let the customer leave, give them your business card, and then that's it, okay? But think about this as if you were on a date with somebody, right? You went on a date with this girl, okay? Or boy, or whatever it may be. I'm just, I'm just speaking from my terms. And I haven't dated in a long time. I've been happily married for 17 years. Um, okay, first of all, anybody that's been married for 17 years, no, it's not happy all the time. You do have issues. But I've been happily married for 17 years. And with that being said, um, you sit there and you go out on a date with somebody, right? And you, and, you, and you knock her out of the park. You do everything. And then y'all leave. Well, if you have any intentions of going out with her again, what do you do? You follow up with her. You ask her, when's the next time y'all can meet up and have another date? Why would you not do that in the car sales? Why would you build this relationship for two hours, hour and a half, and not follow up with that customer? And that's what happens in the car business. Everybody that sits there and feels like they don't close them on that first day or whatnot, they take offense to it. They get mad about it. They go, oh, that customer's a flake. Whatever it may be, they do not follow up with that customer. And the reason why follow-up is key with every customer is you're going to find out a few things. I'm going to dive into those few things. So um, one of, the, one of the, the few things that you find out is that the customer didn't want to buy that day because they didn't want to make a bad decision. Some customers legitimately go home, think about it, and then come purchase it from you overnight. Now, what I typically try to do to, uh, it's called, uh, it's in one of Zig Ziglar's books, uh, it's called The Puppy Dog Clothes. And, and everybody that's in the car business knows of the puppy dog clothes or the bail the customer in the vehicle clothes. So what that does is, you know, back in the old days, people would let them take, take the puppy dogs home and the kids would fall over the puppy dogs and therefore they would purchase the next day. Same thing happens in the car business. If the customer doesn't want to buy, you always offer them the fact, if your dealership allows them to do that, allows you to do this, hey, Mr. Customer, sometimes you know people don't want to make a decision right, right then and there, and that seems like where we're at in this stage. What I want you to do is I want you to, I'd like to offer an extended test drive to you. What that means is we're just going to sign a couple pieces of paperwork. You're going to give me your driver's license, insurance card. We're going to sign a bailment. Uh, you're going to take that vehicle home for the night. Make sure it fits in the garage, fits all of your needs that you want out of this vehicle, take it home for the night, no uh, obligation necessary. If everything works out, bring it back, we'll sign the paperwork tomorrow. Um, and that's sometimes, some, sometimes that works, sometimes that don't work. Um, but uh, we call it, I call it the puppy dog clothes um, and you bail them in the vehicle. It works, I would say 80% of the time, the other 20% people just want a free ride and you can't help that. But what happens is it's puppy dog clothes, you send them home, they fall in love with the puppy dog, they purchase it. So that's one thing that you could do for follow-up, that's follow-up is key. But if they don't, they, they, they decide not to do that, you need to follow up with the customer. Call the next day, you know, and there's a couple different ways you could do this. Um, I sometimes don't, it all depends on how the relationship left off. So if the customer left and y'all left on good terms, said just give me a call tomorrow, we'll let you know when we're gonna come in, um, we need to just talk about it, you should follow up, okay? But if you don't think you left on good terms with the customer or you didn't get this vibe of, hey, I'm going to buy today, they're going to shop me with a few more dealerships, have your BDC call them or have your manager call them. Um, that way they can have, a, I guess, a different voice. And sometimes with a different voice, you can hear, they'll, they'll tell them stuff. Customers will typically tell a different voice something that they wouldn't tell you. But the reason why the follow-up is key right afterwards is you keep your, <clears throat> you keep your, name in front of them okay so when you get on that phone you say hey this is a such and such from uh, Fred Haas Toyota World because that's where I work Tony story from Fred Haas Toyota World hey I was just following up with you I wanted to make sure that I provided you with all the information you need and that everything went good I know you and your wife said y'all needed to talk about it have y'all come to a decision and if y'all have when would you like to come in and take delivery of that vehicle so 
they're going to tell you a couple things. So the first thing is, is they're going to tell you, hey, yeah, we talked about it. Everything looks good. Prepare the paperwork, prepare the vehicle, and uh, we'll get on and we'll come in and sign the paperwork. Okay. And typically, I would say about forty to fifty percent of the time, if the customer left on good terms, that's what's going to happen. Okay. Um, but if that doesn't happen, okay. And, and, and that's kind of how I would word it. Don't sit there and take my words uh, exactly because it's what works for me. Have somebody come up with your own words, come up with your own word track, whatever it may be that you think best fits you. But the next thing that they're going to say, well, no, we talked about it. And, and this is where the objection comes into place. Sometimes that objection that you didn't get while you were on the showroom floor with them or throughout the whole entire purchase process, purchase process comes out now. Okay, so let's say you had $2,000 worked in the deal. Well, we, we didn't have the $2,000 down. And, and that's what happens. That's why I said sometimes people go home and talk about it. So now they don't have the $2,000 down. Okay, Mr. Customer, or okay, Mr. Customer, I see that. You know, I, I saw that payment was a big concern for you. If we take the $2,000 down, it's going to raise your payment this much. And this is where you overcome some of the objections, okay? And so what you need to do is be prepared for objections when the phone conversation happens. I always, when I talk on the phone, you smile and dial. Um, but when I get on the phone, I always assume the sell over the phone because I built the rapport. I did all that process to try to sell them the car. Don't sit there and go, hey, I know that y'all took this home. Um, what did y'all think? Did y'all come up with a, you know, um, why you didn't buy it or something like that? Don't do that. Assume the sale every time. But if they don't assume, if, they, if you don't get the sale or they don't give you the answer that you want, they're going to give you the objection, okay? So now that you got the objection, do not get offensive. Don't get offensive. Don't be, uh, don't get offended by it, okay? Um, at that point, overcome whatever objection they can and, and, and help them, what's the word I'm looking for? Help them solidify that they're making a good decision, okay? Tell them, you know, Mr. Customer, you said that you didn't want this, this, this is why you're doing this. You know, Mr. Customer, if you put money down, it helps you out with the taxes. But if you don't have the money down, the payment goes up. And you can always put money down throughout the payment. Just make sure you come up with those uh, objections um, or answers to objections. Because you're gonna have, you know, your top 10. I listened to Ryan Stuman. Um, you have your top 10 objections that, that you're always gonna hear from a customer. I really don't write mine down at this point because I know how to rebuttal most of them, but write down what you hear 10 times the most, okay? Or what you hear, the top 10 objections that you hear the most. That way you can quickly come back to those. If that snap was too loud, just let me know, guys. But what this does is it allows you, if they do come up with that objection, you have a way to answer it, okay? Um, and so that's one another reason why. The other reason why is if you don't call them and somebody else calls them, they might have just not liked you as a salesperson. They might have played along with the whole entire thing. They just you said something wrong. You did something that they didn't like, and they just do. They just don't feel comfortable buying a vehicle from you. And that's when a BDC rep. And don't take it personal, guys. I know sometimes in the car business we have these alpha male, egocentric, you know, personalities where we have to be the top guy that sells all the cars and stuff like that. I will tell you right now, and I'm gonna do an episode on this, but a half deal is better than no deal, okay? Um, solidifying that customer for the dealership is better than not solidifying the deal at all and then go and purchase somewhere else, okay? So what you need to do is you need to realize that you're not gonna sell every customer, but if you are the customer that, if the customer doesn't like you and they'd rather work with somebody else to finish up the deal, you need to let your ego go to the side and split that half deal with that salesperson, okay? Because what this allows you to do, uh, it it does one of two things. It's, it 
it allows you to free up your time because what you're gonna do is you're gonna fight more time bringing that customer back in with your ego and it's just gonna take a whole lot of time. What you can do is split that deal, let that salesperson take it over and now you can go work on another deal selling another car, okay? So don't take it personal. If you need to split a deal, just split a deal, go work on that other customer because what you're gonna do is you're gonna spend two hours wasting that time uh, convincing that customer to buy from you, probably not gonna buy from you anyways, where you can go spend that extra two hours prospecting, calling, you know, uh, working on two more customers, three more customers, whatever it may be. So don't take offense if the BDC tells you or the manager tells you they don't wanna work with you. Go, okay, great. Um, I'm gonna be hands off from this deal. I'll take it back there, I'll get it cleaned up, I'll do whatever I need to do to you know, make sure my participation level's um, up to par with this, uh, um, the sale of this vehicle. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, okay? And make, make, make sure the man, because a manager, as a manager, if you told me that, I would be utmost respective, but at it, it, what it does, it just it's a smarter way to sell the car. Okay, all right. So the other thing is is um, not only will you learn their objections, you'll learn whether they went to go uh, whether they went to another dealership and you know they they had a different customer experience there. And the other the reason why I said you want to keep your name in front of them is because if they did go to another dealership and they didn't purchase from them, um, they didn't remember your name. And whether you do that through your business card. Uh, and I, what I'm going to start doing, which I did at one point in time in my car sales career, uh, is I used to send a video out um, thanking them for coming into the dealership, okay? Um, or sending a text message out. I used to thank them for coming into the dealership. Uh, what I think I might do is put a video together and see if I can put an overlay on it with my phone number and stuff like that. It's an idea that y'all can use. But what, I, what it does is, is it personalizes you to that customer. Um, but with that being said, you... If they did leave and you were the first dealership they went to and they went to two more dealerships after that, whether it be the same brand that you're selling or it be a totally different brand, if you follow up and call and you're between two other brands and they kind of were on the fence, you as a salesperson just might get on top of that level to where they're just going to come buy from you because you were the salesperson that followed up and nobody else did. Or you did it at a level beyond what everybody else did, Okay. But that's why I always say a follow-up is key because it keeps your name in front of the customer, okay? Uh, the very last one is, not the last one because I don't want really to do a step-by-step -step process or step-by-step -step of why I think these reasons are, but um, when you do call a customer, um, they'll usually let you know what their time frame is. And so what typically happens, and you'll be surprised because I've seen everything, eh, I wouldn't say I've seen everything, but I've seen almost everything in the car business. And so what happens is, is things happen the next day. Customer gets an accident in the car. Customer went and went to the hospital, you know, because he had this infectious disease or he had food poisoning or the government shut down. So everybody's on furlough and they can't buy a car for two months. Or when they got home, they budgeted their bills. And in order for to get that $2,000 down, because you're, you're dealing with a special finance deal, uh, in order for to get that $2,000 down, they have to wait a, a two more months. You, that, you'll find out what their buying time frame is after that. Now, this is where using the CRM with follow-up is key, guys. If you have a customer that is not ready to buy and they say we're going to buy in a month, what you need to do is you need to put a follow-up. Don't put a follow-up one month from now because that customer, you're going to get out of sight and they might have already made a decision um, not thinking about you. So what you need to do is you need to do something to stay in front of them every week until that month time frame is up, okay? Say, hey, Mr. Customer, I just want to sit there and let you know, rebates, the one week into it, send them an email, send them a text message, hey, I just, and put the follow-up in the CRM to remind you, I don't care how good you are, 
you need to use your CRM for follow-up and put your little stuff in there, your notes or whatever it is, something on your calendar to remind you one week from now to say, hey, Mr. Customer, none of the rebates have changed. Uh, the vehicle that you looked at is still here. Two weeks from now. Hey, I just wanted to follow up with you. I know you got two more weeks left. I just wanted to say hi and uh, let you hope, hope everything's going good at work today or something like that. And then you keep on doing that. And what that does is it keeps you in front of them. So when that month time frame comes up, you touch base. Hey, I know it's been a month. When do you want to come in and uh, finish up the purchase? And if the time changes again at that point, you're always staying in front of that customer. Okay? So make sure you always follow up with a customer. Make sure you don't take offense to them. If you can't sell a customer over the phone, don't, I don't want to say don't be pushy. Um, um, because I'm not a pushy salesperson, but there's certain levels of where you need to be pushy and certain levels of where you don't need to be pushy. For instance, we were running out of the RAV4s, it was 2018, and I told customers, if you leave, almost like the angry, is it the angry beaver, um, if y'all want to YouTube or whatever, yep, they're gone. The, the vehicles are going to be gone. And you put a sense of urgency. You're not pushing them, but hey, Mr. Customer, if you wait till January, this model probably is not going to be here. So don't wait too long because it's all it's going to do is you're going to miss out on this buying opportunity of having these great rebates. Oh, no, I'm just going to wait. And, and there's nothing you can do at that point. But you know, at this point, you do know their time frames for purchasing the vehicle. So when you get them on the phone, don't be pushy. Be like, well, I don't know if the rebates are going to last at the end of the month. And you can always use those as objections. But if they're legitimately not buying into those objections, and I would shoot two or three at them, Adam, and do it as like a calm thing or whatnot. You know, say, hey, look, if it's a payment thing, you know, they have the $2,000 rebate and the interest rate. You know, you can do those little objections there. But don't do it in such a pushy manner because you will push customers away. If they find you too pushy, um, they, you will push them away. But when you do that follow-up, um, that's when you're going to know your time frame of your customer buying a vehicle. And, and there's always unforeseen circumstances. I know anybody that's been in the car business, you can raise your hand. You've heard some of the craziest, the craziest excuses of why people didn't follow up, okay? And, or not follow up, why they didn't buy a vehicle when you followed up with them. You know, I mean, I, I, I've heard it all. So, but I mean, it's neither here nor there, but I mean, it's some crazy stories. All right. So, um, going reviewing back the reason why you want to sit there and you want to follow up with the customer you want to keep your name in front of them okay whether you do that through video text message or whatnot that's what you, you keep your name in front of them. the other reason why is is you find out new objections that might have arised and the very last reason that i think is is that you find out the time frame for actually purchasing okay and, and when you additionally initially do the first meet and greet you know they'll let you know i mean you always try to sit there and get them to buy today but it doesn't always happen that way okay so I'm going to just kind of add on to this for the, uh, um, the reasons why you should follow up. Let me go grab a drink of water real quick. Sorry. The reason why a couple of things you want to do when they follow up. When the customer leaves your dealership and they leave that night, I always send out a text message. The reason why I send out a text message is because um, I want to thank them for visiting the dealership. I don't, I don't sit there and try to sell them or anything like that. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, this is Tony's story at uh, Fred Haas Total World. I want to thank you for visiting the dealership. Um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to text me or call me. I'm going to call you first thing tomorrow morning. Because what you're doing is you're pre-framing them into what you're going to do next. You don't, don't sit there and say, hey, just thank you all for coming out. Say, hey, look, thanks for coming out. As I told you, I'm going to call you tomorrow morning and... Um, 
um, hit you up, okay? Or say, I'm going to call you tomorrow morning and around this time to make sure, you know, we're still good. Because you want to pre-frame the customer for what's going to come next, okay? Um, you can do it that way through a text message. And I always recommend that the day that they leave, okay? Then the next day, I always follow up with a phone call. I already told them what time I was calling, so I don't text them and say, hey, is it okay if I call at this point? I, I already told them that I was going to call, so I call at that time and I hold my word, okay? And then after that, if they didn't answer, I send them a text message. Hey, I just left you a message. Just check it. And then you can always send them an email. But you can kind of do what you want to do for follow-up, but just make sure you're, you're following up accurately. So when they leave that day, whether it be at night or during the morning, always do a follow-up text. Thank them for coming to the dealership. And then the next day, just let them know preemptively what you're going to do the next day. All right, guys, I'm getting towards the end of this episode. I don't have too much longer to talk about. But what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to let you all in on a top secret, guys. Um, not a top secret. But I'm going to try to get somebody that I can interview on the next episode. If you live in the Houston area, let me know. What I want to do is I want to bring you on the podcast, whether you're a GM of a dealership or you just started in the car business. Uh, if you have information to provide to me or the, the audience out here, great. If you are just starting in the car biz and you want to have some objections or if you have some questions you want to uh, ask, you're more than welcome to ask me. Uh, I know it's great listening to me on the podcast, but I also want to have other people's, um, I guess, other people chime in. So other than that, if y'all found value in this uh, podcast episode, please share it with somebody else. You know where to find me on Facebook. Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, and then the last place to find me, or no, find me on Instagram, at TNTDad2728, and then also find me, Tony, in parentheses, Anthony Story on LinkedIn. Um, and then I'm going to leave you off with my last statements. Um, what is it? Car sales, not car sales, but sales can be the best, uh, what is it, the um, hardest five-figure job, but the easiest six-figure job that you can ever be in. And always remember, uh, it's like what Sid Clevenger says, we all win when we all win. All right, guys, I appreciate y'all for listening to this podcast. Um, let's get this uh, movement going. If y'all decide to tag me in this or do anything like that, please do. Um, also, let's do a hashtag now. Hashtag CarSales101. All right, guys, peace.